I think an interesting point, a simple point. But we mentioned, we spoke about the uh, hundred brachas that were, that uh, that David uh, was matakeng, and mentioned what's going on throughout the day, all the goodness that Hakadosh Baruch pours down upon us. We have a constant awareness of. I remember uh, a friend of mine, unfortunately, his wife had been injured very badly, and she was in the hospital fighting for her life. So the uh, her husband asked the doctor, you know, what's the prognosis? So the doctor was an Israeli who wasn't observant, but he, when he was little, he, in those days, there, was a lot of, there were a lot of Israelis. He, when he was little, he had learned in Cheder. So he said to the husband, he said, you know, when he was little, uh, the Rebbe used to say, you know, to the children, you know, Zug, you know, say Ashiyotza with Kavona. Say Ashiyotza with Kavona. So he looked at him, he said, that's all he can say to him. He said, look, he said, say Ashiyotza with Kavona. There's an expression in the world uh, where people say, you know, you never miss a good thing till it's gone. You know that expression? But well, that's not our thing, the Jewish people. We're not into that. You don't miss a good thing till it's gone. We, we're interested in missing good things when they're not gone. That's what Jewish people do. We don't do the other way. That's what everybody else does. They don't, they don't miss a good thing till it's gone. That's a very sad thing. You know why? Because you, you know what they're really saying? Think about it. They appreciate things when they don't have them. <laughs> that's a terrible way to live. What a hard way to live. Every time you finally get there, you don't have it. What a frustrating life. Do you understand what you're saying? You don't miss a good thing until it's gone? You're really, you're really saying you don't appreciate good things until you don't have them anymore. That's nuts. You don't think of it. That's, what a crazy way to live. When you got it, you're not having a good time. And then you remember that it could have been good when you did have it, but you didn't think of it then. What a, what a crazy way to live. That's not the Jewish way. Our way is we miss good things when they're not gone. So we don't miss them, either of them. That's what's so beautiful about it. Isn't that you don't have to miss them. We, don't, we, don't miss them. we are getting them. We're actually getting the benefit of the good things while we have them. That's exactly the point. That's what you're davening, brachas every, every minute. This is an incredible thing. That's what we understood here. We, we're missing good things when they're not gone. We, we, we think, and ironically, there's no one, they just, I don't know how to say it properly. It's just, we're not going to miss them. That's exactly the, good, that's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. When they say, listen, when the good things happen, you don't even know that you have them. It's crazy. So what a celebration! Of, what a celebration of the blessings that are pouring down upon us every single moment! Unbelievable. So that's what uh, that's what that's what's really taking place here. Our bracha is obviously is the hakar satov. Obviously, we're recognizing the goodness of God, being appreciative of the goodness of God. But you know what's really helpful? Also, you actually appreciate what you have. You're actually having a good time. For crying out loud, you're actually having a good time. It's great. You know, imagine saying, "Ooh, this is really this is good. This is really good. Hey, this is also good. This is also good." I told you, I personally, I'm sure everybody has their different quirks, but for me, always Yom Kippur afternoon, there's some point in Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur afternoon, some place, wherever it is, all of a sudden, apples come to mind. You know, I'm thinking, oh, wow, an apple, that would be good. Oh, well, wait, I can't eat that, right? Um, right. Well, yeah, but apples are really good fruits. There, What an apple. You know, you know and, I, and I think to myself, I am so crazy. You know, I can have an apple. Like, well, I could have just yesterday could have just gone out and had an apple. I had a kind of an apple. I'm an idiot. You know, apples, they're just such good fruits. You know, you can just have one. You know, and they all go, yes, that's a, who wants to live like? It's crazy. So here we are. Here we are appreciating. It's not obviously the appreciation to, appreciation to Hashem. But the real truth is we're actually having a good time. That's what brachas are about. You know, really, brachas are making you have a really good time. And it's such a funny thing. I tell you, I once spoke to a lady, Israeli, a very fine, very educated lady. 
and uh, not a religious lady. So I said to her, at one point in the context of the conversation, I said, you know, I want to get the most out of every minute. So she looks at me with this quizzical look on her face. She said, you know, we, meaning we non-religious people, we say the same thing, she said, but you mean something different. I said, no, no, I mean exactly the same thing. <laughs> I want the most out of every minute. I want the full, a fullness of life every single second. And the joke is here, people are thinking, oh, got to say a blessing. That the blessing is the way for you to get it. That's the, not, not just the appreciation you know, of your hakars to Hashem. This is how you have fun. This is how you enjoy life. Brachas are the enjoyment of life. I know you don't think of it that way. This is how we enjoy life. You make a blessing. All of a sudden, you celebrate the goodness that's coming down upon you. You appreciate the goodness that's coming down upon you. We're basking in it. We're basking in the, in the goodness that pours down upon us. We're delighting in the goodness that pours down upon us. Hey, pretty good. How's your day? Pretty good. Good day. Well, you know, you should never know for such a thing. You meet a guy who came out of jail. It's a very interesting thing. I mean, if the person is thinking, all of a sudden, you know, the guy's there, you're on the bench, you know, he says, how's your day? Going, oh, man, lousy, you know, secretary messed up my papers and this and that. You say to him, how are you doing? He says, really good. Good day. You know, he got five bucks in his pocket. That's the guy say, you know, he said, he said, you say to him, what are you going to do? He says, I don't know, I may get up and walk over there. Then I may come back and just walk back over here, just walk wherever I want. And then, you know, I got five bucks. I may buy myself one of them cigars and smoke it. I don't know. You know. Okay. You know. You don't realize. You know. So you, you got. You, you got it all there. So to to enjoy life is the, is the irony of it. This is the irony of it. Bracha. So that's how you enjoy life. Make a bracha. Make a bracha. And I, I can't. I can't even. I couldn't even have the pretension to even think of beginning to fathom. What it was that David HaMelech understood, but I saw it interesting in the Marzab because what do you mean? If I, the, the, I think he makes the calculation, and then I think he thinks the Jewish population was about six and a half million, uh, if I'm not mistaken, about around that time. But six and a half million, I think he figured. Yeah. So he's saying if a hundred people die a day, that's I think the statistics that that's not that's not a plague. I think a hundred people a day for six and a half million people is not uh, under normal statistics is not considered a plague. I think that's considered that would be like a normal. Normal number. We have to ask our, uh, you know, ask our statistics people. But I think it's a normal number. So he says what was happening is he says they were dying in Yerushalayim. Yes, and then he, that makes sense that that was a plague. A hundred a day in Yerushalayim was a plague. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I couldn't begin to, I can't begin to fathom, uh, to fathom what it was that David Melech understood. But a simple point that just occurs to me, I understand that, yeah, that you're making brachas, that's what you're celebrating life. <laughs> people are like, yes, let's, let's appreciate life. Let's celebrate life. You make a blessing. You're having a good time. This is how you have a good time. Every the whole world dying to have a good time. I, I, it's it's a pity. Actually, you watch people. There was like, there was, I, I, a couple of years ago. I was uh, I was I was I was in the United States. So we finished an activity fairly late at night, and there were two fellows who had actually learned, one of them had learned here. One of them had learned here. She so says, you know, I want to show you something. So I said. What do you want to show? He said, "Just call me. What's to show me?" So he showed me. There's a certain hotel where all the young, wealthy people, you know, uh, you know, uh, go out to have a good time. You know, so we come outside, and first there's like a line almost around the block to go to the bar. So he walks up like a, he's almost like he's almost like a television reporter. He walks up to the to somebody there. And he says, "Excuse me." He says, "This is my rabbi from Israel." He says, "You know, I'm just showing him around." He says, "What is so good inside?" He said, "That people are lined up around the block to go in." So everybody's kind of looking. One kid steps forward. You know, he says, "He says Purim." He says, <laughs> "He was obviously a Jewish kid." But anyway, so the guy the guy walks me into the hotel. You know, this, this is like the you know everywhere. And, you know, and, and he said, well, so what do you think? What do you, and I, I tell you, I saw only one thing there, desperation. 
I said, only one thing, desperation. I said, wow. To tell, you know, and I don't want to be, it says, I was having a good time, but nobody, it didn't look like everybody else was. Well, so it was desperation. Literally. So if you realize, you know, brachas, that's what makes you have a good time. Well, you have it, you're having a good time. Life is very, very good. This is fun. This is lovely. Hey, what you doing? Hey, breathing, walking, <laughs> eating, going to the bathroom. You know, well, all these things. This is good. Yeah, whoa, all of this stuff is great. You know, forget about it. You got Talmud Torah. I mean, you got this. Work your way. You know, work your way up here. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Got a shirt. Got a belt. Got some shoes on. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm having a very good time. Being alive. This is really good. But that's what brachas are, yeah. Just to make sure I understand. Yeah. You can't have a good time without the brachas? I, real, I say, yeah, what I'm understanding, we, we see the chazal. I, I suggest to you that you don't. That's correct. Yeah, sure. Because yeah, because you see what happens. People become you, it's it's inevitable. People become jaded. People you just it's just not true. It, look, I appreciate you don't. They don't. They shove the food down their throat. They eat it. Says, oh, you know, man, it's a little. You know, complaining. Person realizes that food. There, one of my former, my, I was in the yeshiva. My former chavusa. So his father came to South Africa. I, I think he was either nine or eleven. Very young. In those days, they, they sent the, the kids were left Lita to go and support their families. People were starving in Lithuania. Literally, literally, by counting food by the handful, by the mouth. So the young kids went to South Africa hoping to make some money and to, and to take, take care of their families in, in, in Lita. And when they got there, they were starving. These little kids were starving. They came there. These were young, here, they're young men. Nine years old, eleven years old. Take their responsibility to take care of their families. They got there, they were starving. Later they made money, Baruch Hashem. They were starving when they got there. So he said, he said that, the, that the, when he got there, he was always so hungry that each day, the first time that he ate, he said, Ah, Baruch Hashem, today I'm not going to die from starvation. Because he ate food, he said, he's not going to die from hunger today. So he said, he said years later, he, and Baruch Hashem, he became a successful businessman. He supported a family, children, grandchildren, you know. You know and he, he said, but it didn't matter. He said, way up in years, every day when he ate breakfast, the first thought was, ah, Today I'm not going to die from starvation. Okay, but that's not the, that's a, most people's not like it's like, that's that's a unique situation. People become jaded. You go out, you get this, get that, etc. It's a ridiculous. We're 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 swimming. We're in an ocean of blessing at every single moment. Who's having a good time? We're having a good time. We're having a good time. There's no there's no question about it. I tell you, I'll tell you quickly. I told the stories before, but there used to be Jerusalem. not like that. Used to be there were, there were the, all the theaters. You could you knew exactly where they were in the whole place. There were only a couple in the whole city, but there were like four of them facing each other in in the center of the city. And those days, downtown Jerusalem was very quiet at night. It was, it was nothing. You know, you have a couple of kids spitting seeds, basically. You know, but uh, that was it. You know, so, and then the only thing is, but 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 at nine and eleven, when the when the when the first film ended. And the uh, second film began, or, or 11, when they, they finished, 9-11, you know, 9-11 was the, uh, was, there was big traffic all of a sudden. So one that I happened to be, I guess I was, dead, I was downtown, I must have been right in the center of everything, it was completely quiet. And uh, I was uh, thinking, I was thinking, 
and I realized what time it was, and it must have been whatever it was. It must have been the nine or eleven, whatever it was, when the when the uh, changing of the guards at the theaters, and all of a sudden all the doors open. I'm surrounded by all these people, guys and their girls, the dates, etc., etc. You know, and I had that experience which you have. You know, it's not as you see yourself in other people's eyes. All of a sudden I'm surrounded. I look like this. You know, and uh, and all of a sudden I realized that I realized that people are looking at me. I'm at a place, and then I, you know, and you kind of see yourself in other people's eyes. And I realized what they're looking at. They're looking at a, you know, monochrome, black and white guy, dusty shoes. They're thinking, eh, there's a guy, you know, not much life there. Missing out on everything, missing out on the good times. And for me at that moment, like, time stopped. My mom was like, the people were frozen like a tableau. And I was thinking to myself, wow, you know, I look kind of, look down at my shoes, look up at myself. I do look kind of black and white here. I thought to myself, you know, well, is it true? You know, am I missing out? And then I thought exactly at this point, I was thinking of, you know, of, uh, I was thinking about eating an orange, actually. And I was thinking, you know, I said, no, I, um, you know, I make a bracha, you know, and I really, that's exactly what I thought. It's interesting. I, I, I said, I, I make a bracha. I said, you know, I eat that orange. I said, and not only, I said, you know, not only, I said, you know, when you, if you when you bite into an orange, you know, before the juice reaches your tongue, there's that spray that reaches your nose. You know what I'm talking about? Is that, and, you, and I said, I'm aware of that. I make the bracha. I, I, it's not just the, the spritz, the spray of the, that I smell. Just the aroma I'm aware of as it's coming out. You know? And then before the juice even hits your tongue. And I thought of all, of all the joys and delights I have in life. You know, saying, and the appreciation from bracha. I, I, I just remember there was a moment I was thinking about bracha. That was exactly the point. So I looked up, you know, as if to speak to the people around me who were, who, you know, and I said, no, no, I'm having a really good time. I'm really alive, you know, and all of a sudden, as if, you know, time started again, everybody, you know, kept moving and moved along and I moved along. But that's really the truth. It's a gift over here. And I would say this is the celebration of life. We have to really, you really, really want to take advantage of it. What do you want to beat us up, you know, make 100 brachas? Okay, there's something, obviously, there's something mystical here with 100 brachas. That way, that's clear. Something deep beyond that, something beyond my ability to understand. But I do understand a simple point. Here, this is going to be alive. Make brachas. We're running after them. Make sure on Shabbos, catch up, you know, whatever you do, you know, listen to the Kriya Torah, and I'm going to come, you know, to the brachas and Kriya Torah, have Kavana, get some things, smell the meat of fruit, you know, wait till later, you know, start again. Why? Wait, we're running. We want to celebrate life. It's that important here. We want to be alive. And I really, I really see it. I really see it clearly. And for sure, we're having, a, having a good time. This is how you have a good time. This is how you have a great time. You appreciate everything. Oh, no. This, I want to appreciate this. It came from the ground. Oh, no. This one came from a tree. That's really, I appreciate that. Appreciate the smells that a Kodak made. Each, each beautiful thing that Hashem made in the world. It definitely that's how you have a good time. And it's clear, it's clear that the, it's clear that the hair gown, habituation of life can take it away from you. It takes it away from everybody. Everybody knows. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. That's what happened. All of a sudden a person realizes that there's a tree in front of the house they haven't seen it in 20 years. Who doesn't happen? It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. There was right smack in front of them. They didn't see the darn thing. They move, as they're moving, they're moving. They say, wait, when did they put, they, 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 these guys moving out. Say, when did they put that tree in there? <laughs> it's been there forever. As he's moving, he says, wow, when did they put that thing? He bumps into it. You know, trying to get, to get to get stuff to the car. It's been there forever. Wow, I never, that tastes awful good. I never realized that. You want to miss a good thing when it's gone? Is that a stupid way to live? It's ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous. The answer is you have to miss it while, you, while it's not gone, and then you won't miss it. You'll have it. Look at it.